RMIT University and Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Bunwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands this series is recorded and produced. We respectfully acknowledge their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which SIN's partner organisations stand. Hello, I'm Rebecca from SIN Media. Welcome to Shaping the Future podcast. RMIT Next is RMIT's worldwide co-creation campaign to shape the university's future-focused plan to 2025. Over the past 12 months, RMIT Next has encouraged a range of lively conversations across our global community, exploring our perspectives, goals, values and ambitions for the themes important to our future, including diversity and inclusion, research, our physical footprint and more. It's these conversations that will shape what our five-year strategy looks like, and we'll share just a few of the exciting inputs and ideas. Today's episode focuses on sustainability and the global experiences of the university. We'll hear from staff, students and alumni as they share their insights on RMIT's global impact through research and study and their deep passions around the university's contributions to embedding sustainability in all areas of our operations. These conversations were conducted between August and October 2020. First, we hear from Dr. Renzo Mori Jr., an academic and a senior advisor of sustainable development at RMIT Melbourne, to tell us about what the university is working on to address the sustainable development goals, or as they are more commonly referred to as the SDGs. So let's jump in. Over to you, Renzo. My name is uh, Renzo. I'm part of the RMIT team responsible for implementing the Sustainable Development Goals Agenda throughout the university. I started with RMIT in 2018, and this is exactly uh, when we started developing what we call RMIT-wide SDGs project, which basically aims to increase awareness around the SDGs throughout the university, try to understand where our capabilities are, try to link some of the work already happening on the ground with our strategy, trying to include SDGs basically in everything we do. Embedding SDGs into our strategy, relevant processing practice and key policies can help RMIT to create a common narrative to combine efforts, innovate and maximize our positive impact through research, teaching learning, campus operation, sustainability governance uh, and leadership. So uh, the global competitive environment is developing SDG leadership rapidly, uh, and it's important for RMIT to continue using the SDGs as a sustainability framework for integration and action. RMIT is well-placed to be a leader in progressing the SDGs globally, which will have a direct impact in attracting students and developing new partnerships and collaboration opportunities. And I think one of the, 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 the challenges that we have at the moment is uh, RMIT is, is, is such a huge institution, right? And when we're talking about the SDGs, uh, as a university, we have the possibility to contribute to the SDGs through four different areas. So the first one is research. Of course, you can have a specific research project addressing one SDG, but research itself is also one of the metrics. For example, the number of research partnerships that we have with universities uh, in developing countries. The second topic, topic is about curriculum. So whether we are preparing our students 
to this new world of sustainability, both from the uh, risks that you have to manage as well as opportunities. The third one is what we call governance and operations. So it's basically the way RMIT is managing their own impacts. Uh, energy consumption, water consumption, emissions, waste management. We also have a lot of teams working with, for example, staff and uh, student well-being. And this is one of the things, it's, it's, it's very interesting because um, most of the time when we're talking about sustainability, people believe that sustainability is only the environment side of things. So the first thing that came come to, to people's mind is, oh, climate change is waste, it's water. But sustainability is a little bit more than that. There is also the social, the people component, which is also important to highlight. Uh, the fourth is what we call leadership. So it's basically whether RMIT is using all the capabilities we have, all the resources we have to drive the change, to influence our stakeholders to be more sustainable. And, and RMIT, what, what's interesting is there are a lot of people working with, uh, with the SDGs and they know about the SDGs, but there is an uh, even bigger number of people working with SDG topic and they never heard about it. So it's also about you know, increasing awareness, make people aware about the SDGs, as well as our commitments. RMIT has public commitments uh, to the sustainable development goals. It's important to, to make people aware about the commitments we have as well. Thanks, Renzo. Now, let's meet Haley Cordes, a recent graduate, staff member, and sustainability advocate from RMIT to share why she is so passionate about the topic. Hi guys, I'm Hayley Cordes from our RMIT sustainability team. So I'm our sustainability engagement advisor and I look after all of the events and engagement programs across the university to do with uh, sustainability and engaging our staff and students. Um, and I'm also a recent or soon to be graduate of Master of Urban Planning and Environment. This has been my first role in the sustainability space. But yeah, I wanted to go back to uni and be, become more of an expert in the area rather than just, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I want to learn about where the areas are we should be focusing on and what sort of industries are being impacted by thinking about the different aspects of sustainability and operating today um, in terms of managing our resources for the long term and thinking about some bigger issues like our global population and the power of our economy and the need to keep growing and do we have to keep growing our economy and um, are there things that we should be doing along the way to make sure we're reducing our footprint as much as we can and you know we don't live in a perfect utopia there's always going to be something that's a little bit out of um, check but yeah, I think the thing to learn is that every industry has an impact. So whether they're making a product or selling a service at some stage along their supply chain, they're going to have an impact on the environment and the people that work for the company. So if you don't know the basics of sustainability, yeah, moving forward, it's going to be quite challenging for any industry that you go into. You're listening to Shaping the Future podcast. RMIT have a range of locations around the world including Melbourne, Vietnam and Barcelona. Paul, a Bachelor of Business and Marketing student, was lucky enough to participate in not one but two global experiences across the USA and Europe, and now shares with us how these opportunities greatly enhanced his studies and career outlook. Have travel restrictions got you concerned with your international opportunities within your studies? Later we will hear from one of RMIT's Global Experience Officers who explains alternative but equally as exciting ways to participate in a global experience when travel is not an option. 
Here's Paul. My name's Paul Scopoletti, a 25-year-old uh, graduated RMIT student, uh, Bachelor of Business Marketing. Uh, in 2018, I did a double exchange over to San Diego to do a semester at the San Diego State University. Following that was the Amsterdam University of Applied Sciences. And uh, yeah, uh, finishing off my marketing degree overseas. Uh, San Diego ended up being more of a group experience in the end because first day I got introduced to a, a couple of boys from Melbourne. And funnily enough, one of them I had met in the US consulate. Um, we were there getting our visas. I said, where are you going on exchange? He said, San Diego State. I said, no way. And we became Facebook friends. We ended up going to the Grand Canyon together. I uh, went to Yosemite National Park. Um, the friends I made along the way, in terms of experiences, being able to do those things, like going that sort of American road trip uh, to the Grand Canyon up California was amazing. So I'm glad I was able to share those experiences with the people that I'd met there. I asked Paul about the impact of his global experience and what effect it has had on the outlook of future prospects in his chosen industry of business and marketing. It's actually a really hard question to uh, uh, answer, but if we're taking marketing and you've got a particular product or service, it's hard to be global with it unless you know it's going to be a hit everywhere because there were things being offered in the Netherlands that would not work here at all. And that's purely because of their legalities, their culture. In terms of globally, what I actually think needs to happen a bit more is a bit more risk. And I don't mean just, oh, haven't eaten this in a while. Maybe we should try it. I've never tried it before. I mean, like genuine risk. Live somewhere where you haven't lived before. Um, take a holiday you normally wouldn't take. Be open-minded in the sense that not every experience is going to be good. But once you've had that bad experience, you know not to do it again. But when it comes to travel and being sort of global, I think it's important to try and then come to your conclusions. Got a really close friend of mine and that are open to moving to other countries to work. I don't think that's as easily done from Australia to other countries, unfortunately. As much as what I want to see happen, I would love it if it happened. Like if everyone did a year overseas working or did it in another city and came back or however, I think you should be open to it because... I think RMIT should be, in my opinion, known for the fact that it's, it's not just academic, it's experience-based as well. It's actually motivation for me to get more experience that I could put on my resume, say that I've volunteered for this, and you never know what door is going to open because of it. And I think that's what people need to think. Don't think, I won't go for this because they're after this. Think, well, I have this. I think they might not have even thought they might need it. So go for it anyway. I didn't want it to turn into a motivational speech, but I was having this conversation with someone. I think um, a lot of people take themselves out of the running for jobs by not even applying. I've, I had a lot of options available to me and it wasn't just Europe or America. And I know they're the main options. I, I think they should be known for, and that's throughout my whole studies, not just being academic, but experience based. You're listening to Shaping the Future podcast. Travel overseas is uh, a little up in the air at the moment. Fortunately, RMIT has been proactively thinking outside the box to ensure every student has an opportunity to connect globally and expand their knowledge and experiences of the big wide world. 
Alonso and his team have been working very hard to ensure students can still participate with their peers internationally while studying in Australia. Alonso from the Global Experiences team explains some of these viable creative options. Here's Alonso. We are working on making sure that we can still provide students with global experiences regardless of, of the world's situation. Or, but we're currently working on creating online experiences and, and, make, and finding ways in which the students can still connect with our partners around the world and other students around the world to enrich their studies and their experience. We are aware that, that this is not what a student has in mind when they want to have a semester exchange or a short-term program overseas. Hopefully we can soon go back to normal and keep providing the students with this. this. Thinking about the future, some of the ideas that we have uh, been thinking about is uh, creating platforms to collaborate with or partner universities we, that can allow the students to have a global experience without the need to travel overseas. At the moment, we're working in COIL projects. We, we are partnering with universities to, to create projects that students can do at RMIT in partnership with students at another university. And that, that gives them assessment, assignments and assessments towards their degree, so they gain credits. And we're also, uh, the Global Experience Office has a global leadership team who has created uh, micro-credentials for RMIT students that uh, they're normally done face-to-face -face projects and they, they're, um, they gave them a micro-credential that they, they can use and post in their LinkedIn profiles. At the moment, we this team has transferred these micro-credentials to um, an online delivery mode, mode uh, so they, they, the students can access them. Yeah, I think the, in the future, this is going to be something that uh, we might still be offering. So how can RMIT truly become a global institution? We asked Alonso. When thinking uh, how RMIT can become a global university, I think RMIT already is a global university, at least from the Global Experiences offices. We do it not only by providing students the opportunity to go overseas and study part of their degrees at a partner university or through a short-term program or, um, at, or doing the leadership programs, but also um, by welcoming um, over a 600 students each semester from different parts of the world and bring that, that diversity to, to the university for those students who, for many reasons, can't um, take part in, in an overseas learning experience. Everything that's going on at the moment and Australian borders closed and many of other countries' borders closed, and what we're working is to provide online experience and, and finding ways in which we can still make that connections with stud students so the link doesn't break because of this and, and the, the relationship between, not only between partner universities and RMIT, but also between students um, keep strengthening uh, and 
and we can still provide those those opportunities for students for those who are very eager to go overseas and and have a a more traditional um, exchange experience but also for those students who um, are staying here at RMIT and are um, expecting or are used to having students from all over the world in their classrooms. So we're working very hard to, to make this happen as soon as possible. All of the experiences Alonso describes have a hugely positive impact on student studies. So how can the lessons learned create an impact all over the world? Let's hear Alonso's thoughts on this. I think that uh, RMIT is creating an impact uh, um, all around the world with providing their students the opportunity to, to access global experiences like the semester exchange. And I feel that um, at a student level, it might seem like it's just about the travel and the fun that, that is around these experiences, but um, I truly believe that uh, the ways in which our students who take a global experience can take their learnings and make an impact globally is by bringing those experiences to their closest um, communities, to their circles. I feel that when you go overseas and change your mind and understand the world in a better way and come back to your community and share that knowledge, you will change other people's perspectives and that and that change becomes a wave that changing other people's lives so by default that that change that happened to just one person will impact many many more lives let's bring it back to the theme of sustainability some of these world issues alonzo speaks of are referred to in the sdgs dr renzo mori jr who we heard from earlier takes a confident and measured approach to utilize the SDGs as a framework to create positive change within RMIT and for the benefit of the broader communities where the university makes an impact. Let's investigate these SDGs a little more closely. Because as an institution, you know, education institute, RMIT is in a very good position because we can actually contribute to all SDGs. When we talk, uh, for example, about research, you can actually have a research project addressing each one of the SDGs. You can have research projects addressing how effective SDGs are, for example, as a sustainability governance structure. When we go to, to the operation side, uh, remember I told you, you know, sustainability, you have the environment side, you have the people side, you have the economic side. So there are some specific SDGs where RMIT has uh, opportunity to maximize its own uh, positive impacts. And I'm talking, for example, on SDG 5, which is about the gender equality, uh, SDG 10, which is uh, reducing inequalities. Uh, when we're talking about the environment side of things, we, we can mention the SDG 13, which is about climate change. We can talk about the SDG 7, which is energy. We can talk about the SDG 6, which is about water. And we can talk about the SDG 12, which is uh, about consumption and respons responsible consumption and production, which for us, it's, uh, there is a, a, a link with waste management. And, and of course, SDG 4, I would say the SDG 4 is, is the more important one because it's, it's quality education. It's, it's what we do. Uh, so there is a huge opportunity for MIT uh, to create transformative experiences for our students, for our staff, 
and for the community where we operate. Many of the challenges faced by RMIT are not dissimilar to other universities. Using a collaborative and shared knowledge approach, your team frequently meet with other members of the tertiary education industry to collaborate, problem solve and work together for the betterment of all. Renzo shares with us how partnering across departments and outside organisations allows for collaboration in pursuit of the SDGs. The SDGs as a, as a sustainability framework, as a sustainability blueprint, it helps us to do things in a different way. So something that we have been always talking is, is not SDGs is not about, and this is exactly what RMIT is, is doing at the moment. We don't want to use RMIT just for the sake of having a new package for the things that you have been doing and you continue to do. So you're just doing, oh yeah, I'll link the work I'm doing with SDGs. That's not what we want. What we want is using the SDGs as a sustainability framework. Can I do something different? How can I maximize my positive impact? How can I reduce my uh, negative impact? How can I foster collaboration? How can I be innovative about something in order to, to, to contribute with this global sustainable development agenda? So it's about using the SDGs as a sustainability framework to go beyond business as usual. And, and the SDGs as a framework uh, provide a couple of possibilities for us. One of the, th the things, for example, is this holistic approach. The SDGs, is, is the essence of the SDGs is about holistic, it's about integration. It's to, we have to understand that everything is connected. Uh, you have to understand that if you work in a social space, there is economic impacts, there are uh, aspects influencing the environment, and, and vice versa. If you're doing uh, work on the environment, on energy efficiency, there are social and economic components affecting. The SDGs bring this agenda as one thing. There is no priority. There is no SDG that is more important than, than others. Everything is connected. This is one of the things, the concepts that SDGs gives to us. The second one is the collaboration and partnership. This is why we have a specific SDG, SDG 17, which is about collaboration and partnerships. Because uh, using the SDGs lens, to improve our sustainability performance, we have to collaborate. We have to develop new partnerships. It's impossible to improve our sustainability performance the way we need and the way we want without collaborations and partnerships. And I think this is where uh, RMIT, again, uh, not RMIT uh, only, but all universities, they are in a very good place because this is part of our work. We engage with our community, we engage with our students, we engage with our staff, we have a lot of possibility to influence policy, to drive changes on the ground through our uh, research, for example, our research partnerships with governments, industries. So uh, it, it's a very important topic that, um, that RMIT is uh, well-placed to further develop using the SDGs lens as a framework. But we also want to have meaningful claims. We want to have high levels of accountability. And we, we know that at the moment, SDGs is such a fashion thing, right? Everybody's talking about SDGs, everybody's doing work with SDGs, everybody's a SDGs specialist, but also it's important to have accountability. Otherwise, we might have, you know, in the long term, lack of credibility, the use of the SDGs as just as a marketing instrument. So RMIT is not doing this, we don't want to do it, and this is why we are sometimes very strict in the way we report our contributions to the SDGs. When it comes to sustainability, the phrase think globally, act locally is one that rings true. Let's return now to Hayley Cordes, who contextualizes how we can all contribute to the SDGs closer to home. Whether we are on campus, 
in Melbourne CBD or going about our day-to-day -day lives anywhere in the world. All it takes is a small action to make a very big impact. In terms of what, what students can do from a position of not having as you know much cash flow because they're students or just the true sustainability understanding is actually starting with avoidance so if you, that's before you even decide oh actually I want to buy that water bottle it's like well do you need do you need that to start with I think learning to be really resourceful and use what's around you either by repurposing it upcycling it or even like there's so many great networks that are part of the sharing economy that we call we call it the sharing economy so that would be anything from your local good karma network um, there's repair cafes popping up everywhere so it's all you know quite alternative and requires a bit of time to go out of your way outside of those big department stores but uh, yeah it's definitely worth worth it if you really are wanting to change your behavior and I think that's where that sort of point of tension is because every, there's a lot of people out there that understand what sustainability is but they're not willing to change their behavior enough to make those conscious decisions so they're happy to talk about it but in terms of what they do in terms of consumption where they work or where they invest their money or all those kinds of things they might not think as deeply about and not be willing to change so there's always a trade-off your actions to consume have some impact whether that's at the top of the supply chain or at the bottom of the supply chain but someone somewhere is being impacted a natural resource someone who's making that product in a developing country but another really good thing is if you think about who you bank with who your superannuations with who your mortgage is with you know if you're if you have any of those things if you don't then that's okay as well um, but where your money is is actually a huge huge area to look into in terms of sustainability and looking at where your money is actually being invested is it being invested into into supporting um, fossil fuels or is it geared towards renewables do you have a choice in the matter um, so I think that's quite a good learning and even from a younger age so but yeah just a lot of people aren't aware of their impact beyond their physical possessions and there's so much more to it than that some great practical and relevant tips there from Haley for all of us to consider Finally, Renzo encourages all of us to ask questions and offer feedback whenever we encounter an opportunity for a company to use a more sustainable solution. If I can give an advice, and that advice is for all of us, you know, myself including, as uh, not only as a student or a staff or, or a business part of RMIT, but as a, as a citizen, as part of a society, I think we have to speak up more. I think we have to ask the questions more because uh, sometimes we, 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 we have a coffee with someone and we keep complaining about, oh, you know, you saw that company, they are doing something wrong. Oh, I would love to have my own organization doing this or that. But we have to ask the companies about it. For example, in our case, and not only RMIT, you know, most of the, the, the organizations nowadays, they have sustainability teams. They have sustainability communication channels. And it's just an email. Like, for example, if you see something that you don't believe it's, it's something good, if you believe something could be done in a different way, speak up, send an email. You know, we, we sometimes we, and I, I'm not saying that I do this as well, you know, including myself, I, I think have, I have to improve this citizenship exercise thing because 
if you go to, to a place and you see they're selling a T-shirt for $1, maybe they have a good reason, but maybe it's, it's a good opportunity to send an email to them, go into the company's website, send an email, say, oh, you know, I saw you selling one T-shirt for $1. How possible? Maybe he has a, a good re response for that, but we have to ask the questions. And it's the same for our students and the staff. Sometimes uh, we, uh, when we present you and we're talking about the work we're doing, some people say, wow, I didn't know about it. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of information online. Uh, nowadays, we have access to everything. You just need to Google, like spend five minutes and you can have information about any company, about any topic. And sometimes we keep talking about, oh, yeah, we have to improve this. We have to improve that. Or oh, my kid doesn't, is not doing this or is not doing that. Sometimes talk to us, speak up uh, your mind. Uh, and, 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 and for us as sustainability professionals, this is actually something very, very good because it's not only ourselves with the sustainability flag saying, oh yeah, it's important to do this and that. Having people, having our key stakeholders asking the right questions actually help us to go with the organization and say, you know, this is something that has been coming from our stakeholders. This is coming from our students. They want us to do something better in this space. What can we do? And, and, and from um, my experience with RMIT, I never had an answer like, oh, I'm not sure if you can go in that path or not. It's always, how can we do it? What's the best way to do it? And, and I think if, uh, if you see RMIT is one of the few universities with a public commitment to the SDGs. We are one of the few universities with uh, you know, a very good uh, sustainability report embedding SDGs. Uh, we did very well on the ranking system uh, based on the SDGs. So we actually, we are not only committed to do the right things, but we're actually doing a lot of things uh, to improve. You know, of course, we understand there are a lot of issues that we have to do better. Yes, we're not perfect, but we understand that we are going in the right direction. But uh, it's always good to have people on board and uh, helping us with this pressure to move uh, the world in the right direction. That brings us to the end of episode two. Thank you to all our guests for their contributions, thoughts and ideas. Despite being physically distanced, RMIT continues to prioritise the individuals that make up our worldwide community so that we always feel connected no matter where we are placed in the world. Through different experiences, work and learning opportunities, the university focuses on educating people to make an impact in the world and create a better connected, safer and healthier place for everyone to live and thrive. Don't forget, this conversation is ongoing and all of your thoughts will contribute to RMIT's strategic plan over the next five years. This is your chance to change the future of RMIT for the better and help create your ideal university. Want in? Head to next.rmitnow and have your say. The future is what we make of it. So tell us, what should we make of it? Tune into our next episode where we explore diversity, access and inclusion. The music you heard is by Rex Banner. This series was edited and produced by Rebecca McCarthy from Syn Media in collaboration with RMIT Next. For more podcasts and Syn content, head to syn.org.au.